0: Okay, in chunk of beef chest, we have beef nation. That's all the people who like chunk of beef chest. An individual would be a chunk. And I was like, oh, what do I? How do I refer to a fan of Ninja News Japan? And I was like, it's actually really obvious. It's it's a ninja, a news ninja. I don't know. I I think I think just ninja is not descriptive enough. It's not clear that you're talking about a fan of a certain thing. Uh, I'm attempting to do this so that I can appeal to you directly because my eye is still messed up uh, and I'm finding it very difficult to look at screens and read. And podcasting is very much using the computer, which is primarily a large screen, and reading my notes. Already a problem. As you've seen in the last 190 some episodes that I do not take the time to write uh, properly, clearly cleanly so that I can read my own handwriting. We've had that issue multiple times. Fuck. I'm not happy about this at all. So over at C McBee, the podcast, we got Chunk Beef Chest, Beef Nation. And a fan of that is called a Chunk. And I was like, oh, we need a name for someone who's a fan of Ninja News Japan, the honestly much bigger of the two podcasts. And I was like, well, I mean, you could just say a ninja. But it's actually not very descriptive. And it it's just a way I could address the audience directly to make appeals like I'm about to today. Because today's episode very likely is going to have some issues because I still am functionally blind in one eye. So not only do I make poor notes, it's hard for me to look at screens for an extended period. And since I can't see very well my notes that are already messy. I mean, we've hit that issue multiple times where I can't read my own handwriting. Um, I'm so dedicated to all the little news ninjas out there that I, I, I was going to skip this week and not put out an episode. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to do it. It might be shorter and it might be shit, but they're used to that by now. (laughs) That might be the only way I can start this is it's pre-excusing a lower quality. The problem now is that if this is a good episode, so it's October, 2023 and you're out in Yokohama and you're drinking and you do what everyone does when they go out drinking. You're like, I'm going to live stream this because everyone wants to see my drunk ass out in the world, real life IRL streaming. Never actually been a big fan of IRL streaming, probably just because I've never tried it, never done it. I don't think I do anything interesting enough to stream live, Uh, but he fell asleep on the train. So this guy's live streaming himself. He falls asleep on the train. Then... A gentleman sees an opportunity to take advantage of the situation. So he does what he does and he steals the man's wallet and phone while it is still streaming. They then leap into a car where there are two other people. Those two other people, accomplices. I did learn some interesting Japanese today. They start having a conversation. The whole conversation is being broadcast live on stream. I was immediately thinking like, there's two people talking. Do I do voices? I hadn't decided yet. Thief. Hello. Good work. I just got a tuna with a set of mobile phones. Uh, tuna is slang for stealing from drunk people. I guess because they're just flopped out on the on the bench or on the on the seat of the train. So if they're passed out drunk, thieves refer to them as tunas. Which I was, I learned that I was really happy to learn that. So if I want to pretend to be a thief, I now can use a couple, a little bit of like, you know, jargon that's applicable to the, the industry I've chosen. Theft There's a bank debit card. And I heard that if it's attached to a phone, you can figure out the pin. This is a very uh, thief way of thinking. Like, I heard that if you have A and B, you can figure it out. Other people, maybe. Us, not so much. Because we're having the conversation. If we knew how to do it, we'd already be doing it. So later, they meet at a hotel. And the live stream is continuing and they discuss the contents of the wallet. And so uh, the accomplice says, was there a lot of money? And he says, there's hardly any money. But if I tried buying, but I tried buying Aquos, IQOS is, a. Uh, am pretty sure that's um, doing a vaping gesture on the stream. I know, I know if you took away the sound, it would have looked like something else, but that's because it's your dirty mind, not mine. Uh, Iquos is, I believe, a tobacco product or a vape. Uh, they're little like charger things that you can buy at a convenience store. I don't smoke. I know they're for smoking. I don't smoke, so I don't actually know what they are specifically. But I tried buying an Iquos, Iquos, IQOS, Iquos, Iquos, Iquos at a convenience store with this cash card, and it worked. And then they picked up the smartphone is this locked? It says something about making a report. And then the live stream abruptly ended. So I hope you enjoy my first foray into voice acting. Uh, That was thief number one, and accomplice, who is a couple steps away from Goofy. But here's the problem. At least in this case, unlike many of the other cases we've talked about in the last few weeks, the live streaming, it was unintentional. They didn't intentionally broadcast their crimes on on the internet whereas actually 90 percent of the crimes we've been talking about lately have actually been purposely broadcast to try to get internet fame uh, and led to arrests or fines or any a number of other things so these guys are just uh average criminals they didn't know it was streaming the phone was on i mean what are you gonna do you just, you just that's that's the situation so they go they were arrested uh, I am interested in, uh, am I? I'm not. I mean, they were arrested. They deserve it. That's pretty much it right there. Way, yeah. Wrong transition. Uh, that is because I can't see that far away right now. Since we're talking about streaming, uh, there was a teacher who thought, oh, you know what? I, you know, I teach full-time. It's my full-time job, but I, I have a dream, a big dream. I actually kind of relate to this. I have a big dream. I want to be a streamer and I want to quit my teaching job and just stream full time and do wacky antics. I don't know. He was streaming while he was working. So he was in the teacher staff room. He would turn on a stream and then stream himself working. I assume just doing like admin work, which does not seem like a very interesting stream to me. But I fall into this old category where I want to see people do stuff or talk about interesting things. And then I see what gets popular. People sleeping, people eating massive amounts of food. Like I found that fascinating for a day or two. But then after that, I was like, I don't really need to see people just eating massive amount of food. I don't, I don't see the appeal in it more than once. The TikTok NPC thing did not get it at all. Like I understood it as an oddity, something I would see once. I couldn't see myself watching it for an extended period. Watching a teacher in a staff room do his work seems really boring to me. Uh, The problem is the live stream was also picking up ongoing conversations around the teacher, which those people hadn't agreed to have this on stream, so there's some privacy issues there. Uh, He also was streaming the athletic field. Now, they're not saying if anyone was on it, but that could be super creepy because it could be like, oh, I'm going to stream the underage people running around the field Maybe my intent is not sexual, but then the people who look at that stuff might turn it sexual, and that's always the problem. Like, you might intend it in an innocent way. Here's an interesting slice of life day at a Japanese high school, or junior high school? I actually didn't say. It probably did in one of the articles, but I didn't write it down. Anyways, this is a school. These are kids. They should not be filmed without their permission. You shouldn't be filming kids and throwing it up on the internet. The reason he was streaming at the school Was to increase his streaming time to gain some service perks. So I stream on Twitch and you get so many hours and then they'll like let you keep your VOD longer or something like that. Like there's basically, if you show a commitment to the platform, the platform will give you certain perks. This is just people who stream once or twice and then just give up. Don't, you know, you don't give any sort of storage space to them for any length of time. I get it. The reason I related to this is because I also tend to stream in my free time. Um, and, but I never thought like, would anyone want to watch me at my desk working? Uh, I I don't see that. This is maybe my biggest problem, like Instagram. I don't look at something and think I should take a picture of that and post it on Instagram. So my Instagram is basically empty. I don't look at a lot of things in real life and go, this would be of interest to other people when, of course, that is often the content that is super interesting to other people. So I need, I need guidance. So if you have something you would like to see in Japan, let me know. I probably will forget to do it because that's how I live my life. What happened to this teacher was students found the live streams, reported it to the school. He received a 10% pay cut, so he didn't lose his job. And I guess I think that's pretty fair. I don't, it doesn't sound like he was doing anything malicious or creepy or weird. He wanted to boost his amount of time streamed. And then just was like, well, I'll have to take it with me to the places I go. The place I go all day, every day is work. So I'll have to stream from work. It was pretty selfish, but it didn't seem like he was intending to hurt anyone. So I think, I think a 10% pay cut is pretty fair. Still so close to being super creepy. We have talked about part-time terrorism. Uh, I learned that the, the phrase a few weeks ago, because we talked about food terrorism for a long time. That there's also part-time terrorism. It's kids at part-time jobs. Last week was the kid who picked his nose and wiped it in the pizza dough. And then the Domino swap team came down on that store like the rage of Odin. Turns out there's insurance for that. This is, this is another whole other aspect of the world that I'm interested in things you can get insurance for. I'm very interested in contracts and contract negotiations, primarily famous people who have like interesting contracts or things in their contracts that a normal human being like me would not have or even consider Uh, insurance things you can insure is another subject that I find vaguely interesting because you can insure that. Oh, that's weird. I immediately reminds me of like things you can get blessed in Japan. So like, if you build a house, you can have a priest come and bless your house. That seems pretty obvious. Um, you can take things to the temple and get them pre- blessed. So, uh, I had a child took the child to the temple and they waved a leaf over his head. Um, great. You know, I, it's just for me not being religious, it was a fun, interesting cultural experience. Then the guy, the priest, not just the guy, the priest goes and he starts, he starts wiggling the, the leaves over a, a van. And I'm like, what is he doing? He's blessing the van. Oh, he's blessing the van. Can, what, you just ask him to bless anything? They're like, well, I mean, basically, yeah, you pay the, the, the temple money. The priest is going to bless whatever you want. And my first thought was like, could I get my PlayStation blessed? Like have them wiggle the, 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 the leaves over the PlayStation and be like, headshot, 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 something like that. And basically it turns out if I gave them the money, they would bless it. So now oh, we could run a scientific experiment. We could have two PlayStations, one that has been blessed and one that has not and alternate. I think fairest would be week to week. So one week you play on the blessed PlayStation, the second week you play on the cursed play, PlayStation, 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 uh, and back and forth. And then track the statistics of each one and see if your performance improves on the blessed PlayStation. Very interesting concept I just had. Uh, should I have enough money to, A, pay for a blessing and a second PlayStation, and I have enough time to make that a worthwhile study, I will do it. Uh, you can send your contributions <laughs> to science if you want. Please don't send money for that because if you sent me enough money to buy a second PlayStation, I wouldn't buy a second PlayStation. I'd buy something else, and then I would feel like I'm ripping you off. And the last thing I want, the Ninja Newsies do you need a name. I need a name for for people who watch Ninja News Japan. The Little Ninjas. Little Ninjas was a video game I really enjoyed. It was a kid's game. And once you'd played it and you knew everything, you'd finish it in like six hours. I played it multiple times. It was super fun. You played as a very small ninja. Ergo the title. Anyways, talking about insurance, the part-time terrorism that goes on So these kids, they get bored at their convenience store job. It's two o'clock in the morning. They're making Domino's pizza dough. They get bored. They start doing dumb teenage stuff. I absolutely would have fallen into this category. I worked in dog food in university. I can tell you that I've probably eaten every type of dog food that was available in just to see what it tasted like. I did not do anything particularly bad, but it's hard to mess with dog food in a fun way. And then back when I was at that age, we weren't videoing everything and streaming it online. So there was far less incentive for me to do stuff. The worst thing I would do is probably like lay out and make a bed of 40 kilogram dog food things and just lie down for a bit. Uh, But I was young, so I had lots of energy. So I actually spent a lot of time reading. It was a great job. I gotta honestly say selling dog food because customer service sucks. Selling dog food, I mean, basically people bring their dogs into the store. um, You give the dog a cookie The dog's really happy. The owner's really happy. Their dog is happy. They're way more chill to deal with. It was very rare to have a high-strung, worked-up dog food owner, dog food, a dog owner come in and buy dog food and, like, give you a hard time. So that's something just in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, of the customer service jobs is probably the best one. It didn't mean we had zero problems, but I would say compared to like any other industry, customer service, way, way fewer because you could just pay off the dog and the owner was happy. And you're, I mean, again, you're getting a ton of this stuff for free from the companies. They want you to promote their cookie. So you're giving out that cookie that week. So what you can get insured, so you have a, a, a part-time employee, they mess around on the job. You can have the insurance that will cover The reputation, oh, it's called Reputation Expense Insurance. And it was started in April 2019. So this has actually been going on for like five years now it covers the cost of crisis management consulting. So they actually offer a secondary service where they help you try to figure out how to fix the issue. So there was the story I remember the most, I don't know why, and it was the kid, it was in the summertime, he opened up the thing that has all the ice cream, he got in and then I assume another, his friend the other employee, closed it and took a picture of it as he was like comfortably resting in the ice cream thing. Uh, And then the one from last week where the kid picked his nose and put it in the pizza dough. How do you fix that? It covers the cost of lawyers because you're going to have to, like, sue the family or sue the kid or have lawyers to protect yourself and have everyone's got a lawyer up. The removal of online postings. And I actually realized, like, that's going to be the hard part because once these things go viral, they go, like, spread out. You need, like, a team sending out DCMA things, uh, just trying to, like, quell it as hard as they can. So that's going to be a whole team working on that. And then help in the apology press conference. Because of course, in Japan, even when you are technically the victim, so I like, again, no big love for companies at Ninja News Japan. But companies can be the victim. And in this case, it's the employees messing around. They're making the company look bad. But the company still has to apologize because this is Japan. So you have to stand up and say like, sorry for the trouble we caused. We're going to train our employees better. We're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. A reputation is hurt, blah, 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 blah. I've seen a billion apologies. It's essentially a script, but you have to follow the script if you work for a big company. They had 20,000 customers in 2023. So that means 20,000 companies have reputation insurance in 2023 and with these things hitting the news more more often uh and much bigger because like you got shows like ninja news japan who like this is our bread and butter this is the stuff we enjoy because this is the weird news this is going to become a bigger and bigger thing i'm going to help propagate it so really the insurance kickbacks should come back to me so that i keep promoting this i think i'm very money focused today a bit capitalistic i apologize the future (laughs) it's been a very technology oriented uh episode today with live streaming and, and the insurance being basic uh again as part of viral videos uh japan's it pushes itself towards the future it has certainly has an image i mean there was a story that i i'm not doing this week about them government agencies putting away floppy disks forever they're actually mandating that you can't use floppy disks anymore there are entire generations of people who've never even seen a floppy disk. So that is how weirdly backwards Japan can be, and yet also it tends to be at the forefront of a lot of technology. There was a city that wanted to set up a drone delivery system. That drone delivery system uh, failed <laughs> because they had zero orders for the last year. Now their idea was, I'm, I'm not, unable to leave my house for some reason. So I'll call this office is kind of like a main train station. They'll have someone go out, go into the local shopping area, load all those shopping things onto a drone. The drone will go to a designated area. That was my first thought. This is the problem. They're not bringing it to your house. So if I can't leave my house, the drone system doesn't help me because I still have to leave my house to go to the designated delivery area, which I'm assuming is basically an open field, which might be really far away from my house. So the whole convenient aspect of a drone delivering to you cannot happen because of safety issues. The drone's gonna have to be massive, because let's say it's I buy a 40 kilogram bag of dog food, it has it's gonna have to be able to carry that uh, X amount of kilometers away. It's not gonna be able to land outside my house. Maybe the drone's too big, maybe it would impede traffic, who knows what's gonna happen there. So, since it could only go from point A to point B, it is a then less viable system for the actual convenience and purpose of it. So they had zero orders, which once I learned about the system, I was like, of course they did, because I'm going to go with the person who actually brings it to my door, which is the whole point of trying to get something delivered. And it's, is it too bad? I don't know if it's too bad. All the money that was going to the drone delivery system is now going to go to electric vehicle van delivery systems, which I'm on board with. Uh, I, do, I know that there are, everything has its problems. So like the nickel mining and stuff and the lithium that goes into batteries is not a thing. But again, it's transitional. It's important to, to take steps to try to improve things. And I think electric vehicles is a very good step in the right direction. So let's keep going with that. So I'm glad the money's going towards deliveries that'll actually work. And yeah, of course, if I have to leave my house to go to the drone, I might as well just go shopping. It's not a creepy, creepy story, but it's out of touch politicians. I did have an idea. So I was was thinking about doing, I did a series for a little while. It wasn't a series. It was like every now and then I would do um, international politics, but like as high school students. So it would be like Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il, one of the Kim Jongs talking to president of a country and they're back and forth. And I was, I was affecting sort of what I would consider essentially Californian Valley girl accents. So they really snide towards each other. But I was like, ah, you know, what would be really interesting. It would be do international politics as a kid's show. So like the, the actual countries are represented by characters. You get in trouble. Cause if you did Winnie the Pooh for uh, Xi Jinping in, in China, he's He didn't like that very much, but, I was like, if you want to, one of the problems is international politics is so complicated. We need to simplify it. The best way to simplify things is to do it like you're talking to kids. Irrelevant to what I was just talking about. It was just a thought that happened to enter my head at this moment and this time. There, were, there was a government sort of conference and they were talking about ways to tackle the gender inequality in Japan. And this is a big thing. It's actually a very big problem in Japan. Gender inequality and in pay and everything is still very real. They might say it's not real in other places. I don't know whether that's true or not because I don't know statistics. Uh, but in Japan, a man and woman does the same job. There's a very good chance the man's getting paid more than the woman. Um, Mie, is a prefecture in Japan, is, not, is eighth in the country for city employees getting paid if you're a man. It's 24th for city employees getting paid if you're a woman, which implies that the man is getting two, three times more money for doing the exact same job as a woman in Mie, which is problematic because that's exactly what they're talking about, saying we need to fix. The mayor of one of the cities in Mie uh, had his own opinions about how to fix the gender inequality problem. And his idea was to start a campaign, and that campaign would be Live rich by marrying a high-earning man from Mie. Now, you can, if you were, let's say, one of the more female-oriented members of this conference, see some of the core issues with that as tackling gender inequality. One of the other people there was like, it sounds like you're saying that women should rely on men. And he's saying, well, what would happen is with the population decline, women from other prefectures would come to Mie, they would marry a man in Mie and have more babies, and then the population would go up and and Mie would be a a better place. and, And that's equality, right? So I think, I think the actual core issue here, more than anything else, is I don't think this guy actually knows what gender inequality is. And I don't think he knew what the problems were. So he just started saying stuff that was going on in his head, And he was trying to make Mie sound good. So he tried to make it sound good by like, hey, the men in Mie make a lot of money. Not realizing what he's saying is, women in Mie do not make a lot of money. So if you want to be a happy woman, marry for money, not love. (laughs) So marry a man for Mie. It's just, it's a tragedy in his inability to understand what was actually going on around him in the moment at the time. And that is politics. I mean, that's it right there. A lot of the, in seemingly the last couple of episodes, I've done a couple of Senate hearings. And one thing I've noticed is they constantly seem to not actually talk about the issue that's on the docket, the thing they're supposed to be talking about in that day. The last one I did was the president of TikTok, who as a person, I find him quite interesting. I think I quite like him. I don't know him well enough to actually know he may be really evil. And that's part of the charm of evil people. So you got to be careful. But it was about, is social media dangerous for kids? I think core element, you could probably say yes. But they kept asking him if he was communist and if he was Chinese, which has nothing to do with protecting children. I guess, ah, uh, I could twist that. This is, this is where my brain starts to do the work. Uh, you could twist that so you were protecting children from communism. Oh, and that is why I host my own podcast.